It isn't Bennix. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Xenomorphine, a hive mind podcast. I'm Ryan Zaid, one of your co-hosts, and I got a full slate, full panel today. Uh, we got David Gogol, Michael Joseph Kenwell, and Devin Gill all here. Guys, how's it going today? Good, good. Good. Sweet. Uh, so today what we're going to be talking about is the horror genre in the Alien franchise. Uh, or actually, more more specifically horror motifs and basically and what draws us what horror elements draw us in not only in the alien franchise but in film and even literature just horror fiction in general but i first wanted to start off with a couple quotes that i thought that i th- thought summarized the the horror what draws people to horror uh, in general and the first quote comes from Elizabeth Barrett in a, she wrote an essay called Elements of Aversion. First part of this quote, she kind of talks about how uh, society sort of, you know, started off as, uh, had this whole, you know, fight or flight element to their, you know, evolutionary role. And then as we developed more civilizations, you know, that, that element started to calm down and, you know, society became sort of restless and uh, wanting some more excitement in their lives because the hunter and hunting, that whole dynamic sort of changed. So, so her theory is uh, basically, here's the beginning of this quote. She said, so we, 
so we told each other stories through the long dark nights when the fires burned low we did our best to scare the daylights out of each other the rush of adrenaline feels good our hearts pound our breath quickens and we can imagine ourselves on the edge yet we also appreciate the insightful aspects of horror sometimes the story intends to shock and disgust but the best horror intends to rattle our cages and shake us out of our complacency. It makes us think, forces us to confront ideas we might rather ignore, and challenges preconceptions of all kinds. Horror reminds us that the world is not always as safe as it seems, which exercises our mental muscles and reminds us to keep a little healthy caution close at hand. And then the other quote is... <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Next quote is from the great H.P. Lovecraft, who says uh, in Supernatural Horror and Literature, he writes, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah. there it is. Mm -hmm. Great quote. Yeah. yeah. Boom, great quote. Boom. So, I love that guy, man. He explains why mm -hmm. I like body horror right there. Yeah. So. I mean, Lovecraft's a legend. I, mean, he's, I think... Oftentimes, oh, I mean, within the horror communities, you know, obviously considered a legend, but I think he is still somewhat underappreciated oh, yeah. by a lot like, of people. But, like yeah. a full admission, like I, I didn't even see a film or like a, any of the adaptations of his stories on film. I had mm -hmm. never seen really anything until Color Out of Space just recently. Right. And like wow i was just floored by a lot of the mm -hmm. things that happened in that movie like there's there's like an, a scene that delves into like alien kind of body horror-esque stuff sort of thing kind of similar to that too in elements right there's like this one part with these llamas in the barn pff, horrifying horrifying mm -hmm. scene i was like whoa and i had just watched doctor sleep within living memory of that so like you know it was just recent and i was like wow because i watched them with the devouring the child in that movie and it was right like, this was the same level of crazy shit going on like i was like fuck that's fucking intense so i started watch i watched some of his other stuff i think i seen from beyond another film from him and just oh yeah more mm -hmm. body horror like there's this amorphous blob these two scientists are like morphing together at the end or something it, is, it was fucked yeah but the, but the <laughs> awesome kind of fucked you know what i mean right, like, yeah it's just yeah like like his quote right fear of the unknown i've never seen anything like this in my life fucking amazing mm -hmm. you know like, it's just that kind of thing yeah definitely man pretty cool stuff you know he's he, he's the master for a reason oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. a legend yeah it's nice to see some uh more adaptations of him hopefully we get some more quality ones yeah, yeah i hope well, so i i, I oh, tried sorry, watching ahead. lovecraft county like just your country there i think i tried that but i just i it, it didn't hook me in the same way that like you know watching color out of space or some of that older 80s adaptation they were just kind of straight to the point dealing with you know horror right some kind of monster some kind mm -hmm. of weird shit going on and lovecraft county it just it felt like it had agenda laced into it a lot and then I read reviews as I watched a few episodes and then it, 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 it echoed a lot of that sentiment. Like not, not the, not the worst thing in the world, not the, not, not the best, not the worst, but like mm -hmm. at the same time, it was like, it just felt like, you know, they were steering away from horror and that's like, right. like we're here talking about yeah, that. Was, like it wasn't it was right good, in there. Yeah. Like not, there, it was good, but not enough Lovecraft stuff. 
Yeah, like right. there's a part with a Shogoth in the woods at the end, and it felt alien-esque. It was terrifying. These fucking redneck cops are fighting it with their pistols, and it's yeah, like, yeah. whoa, it was so intense, and it felt like in the horror vibe. But then you get these other parts where they're in town, mm-hmm. talking to people, and it just it feels like it's more involved with messaging about 60s racism, which right. isn't isn't a bad thing, but I mean, it says Lovecraft Country on the on the label stamp i was hoping more of lovecraft less of that kind of thing you know because like yeah the horror element of lovecraft like i don't know i just find the guy the way he writes horror it's truly like you know like you say the unknown is always the fear generator mm-hmm. in his stories like something you don't understand can be terrifying I mean, right that's strong and alien too obviously yeah yeah and so be, yeah, before we get into Alien, uh, I just want to ask you guys, what are, so what, what draws you into just horror in general, besides just like different genres of horror? Like, what is it about it that is really compelling and oh, with a good horror film? Like what really gets your attention and why, why do you really love it so much? I think for me, I just, I just enjoy the, the challenge of, you know, what could, you know, what scares me, the, you know, the adrenaline rush of getting my, you know, taking me out of my, my comfort zone. Yeah. It's, you know, taking me away from the, you know, the normal routine. I'm like, all right, what's going to, what's going to fuck with my head? I'm like, all right. <laughs> that, uh, you know, as I've said, ad nauseum, like I still haven't watched Hereditary since I watched, I don't know how many years ago. That movie fucked me up pretty good. <laughs> that's a great love, movie that's one of my that's yeah. probably my favorite modern horror film uh, yeah i 100 it was like whatever it was hour and a half two hour panic attack it was, <laughs> yeah. it was holy shit balls um <laughs> i mean but also from the you know since because of alien i'm always a big um big creature guy i always for me I guess because I'm, you know, I'm not of a uh, <laughs> right uh, sighted mind. Uh, to mm-hmm. me, it's fascinating. Whereas most people's stories about alien and aliens are, you know, getting terrified. I saw aliens. I'm like, oh, these creatures are awesome. This is great. <laughs> How can I get a pet face hugger? You know, so that was young. I'm like, all right. You know, I like the, even when I got into the, the slashers, I was more interested in the, you know the story behind them and mm-hmm. you know why freddie does what he does and jason and myers you know i didn't very little scares me for better for better or for worse <laughs> um so for me it's just the, the fascination the creativity getting just the, the adrenaline rush of getting locked into a, a great story mm-hmm. and scares that i wouldn't get with any other genre mm-hmm. like i love just throwing on a random harm moving i'm like eh the next thing you know what I'm like, let me let me put my phone down. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? This is pretty good. I'm like, these chats could wait and just getting locked <laughs> in to the mythology and then reading about it. It's just it just has so much going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I was gonna put in something about what I think, you know, would be the biggest draw. You know, it, it, it similar to what Dave said, you know, like I mean, imagine a lot of people when it comes to horror movies, like just I guess that shock or that threshold factor where you see something and you're like, holy shit, did that just fucking happen? Like, I don't know. See, I've never been like, like Dave also would agree. I just, 
it's not a fear thing. It's just, I'm just looking for the shock value of something on screen in front of me, like something that like makes me just lean back and go, holy shit, did that just happen? Like, that's what I do in a horror movie when I see something that really goes, I guess, next level for me, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's just, uh, I find, especially like with horror films, body horror, moments of like body horror or extreme gore, I'll, it's, I guess it's not necessarily der- derived pleasure out of it, but just, it's like a, an attempt to top itself, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. Tom, Tom Savini talking about his craft and he's just, yeah. And then I made his head explode like this. And like, that kind of shit's amazing. And I just, mm-hmm. I love the way that they push the envelope in horror movies and they do that kind of thing. They try to shock you and just yeah. go more and more over the top increasingly with stuff. And it's just, and like Dave said, you know, alien definitely stands in a unique factor. Like uh, what was the original movie was like released in like, put in theaters or screening in theaters in 79 and mm-hmm. i mean there's moments in that movie that still hold up perfectly like i mean oh yeah there's like like i don't know it's it's not like it's not like you're freaked out beyond belief by what's going on but the, just the sheer horror of thinking about things i don't know uh like some watching something like brett getting jumped by the alien it drops from the chains and it's mm-hmm. just like i've seen this scene a million times but like you put yourself in the context of the scene, like think about being him and turning around and seeing that thing. And just like, there's nothing like that, like, you know, in our physical real world. So to try and project that, then it was such a well done creature that you believe that it is there. Like, right. and that was like, you know, it's kind of like the Holy Trinity of horror movies from the eighties there. It's like, I guess alien just misses the cut by a year, but like, you could say like alien and the 1982s thing, and I'm not too sure. When did the original Fly film come out there? Like the remake? 86. It was it was yeah. 86, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and between those three films, like they all do this really good job with this terrifying kind of human ter- monster transformation thing where it's like the human body is utilized in horrible ways and terrible things happen to these individuals by the end of the film. And mm. in all three cases, like, it's just, it's wild. Some of the shit that happens, like, right. you know, you know, like Kane's death's iconic, like the way Brundle turns into the fly. It's horrific. Like mm-hmm. uh, the way that like the members of like the outpost turn slowly get absorbed by the creature and fucking Carpenter's film. Like, it's just, it's that nightmarish sense that your body is no longer under your control. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, like I started with slashers, like Dave, like I agree with him there. Like I, I did watch a lot of slashers when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I used to, you know, pillage the video store shelves for slasher movies. And then I tripped over alien and it was like, Whoa, wow. What's this? And it was like, aliens was a little more kinetic. So back then it got mm-hmm. my attention more, but, fell back more into appreciating the atmospherics of alien and then later on i found blade runner with in its director's cut version without the narration and i seen the similarities between alien blade runner the way they were really you know atmospheric science fiction films lots of mobius design in it but like you know alien had this unique horror to it where the other film was more of a cyberpunk genre thing so it was different but i Mm -hmm. mean but alien is a unique creature i mean the life cycle I mean, we got a guy sitting on the panel with us who's doing a comic about it. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. The way the way this creature utilizes the human body is a really cool, creepy thing. Like, I mean, 
Carpenter's the thing was interesting, but I mean, if you really press me to say which one I prefer, it's alien. Cause like the space aspect is much more stronger, like, you know, set in a future. It's got these corporate intrigue elements that put interesting spin in the story. But I mean, at the central core of it, it's got this really neat monster that mm-hmm. is like a horrific parasite that humanity just can't seem to stop poking. Yeah. Much, much mm-hmm. to its chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Devin? Well, uh, you know, horror is is a very fascinating thing because regardless of whether you're watching an American horror movie or, you know, something by Indonesia or Mexico, Britain, China, you name it. Mm-hmm. I just watched I just watched a giallo film for the first time in my life, like last month. It was like, what was it called? Tanabra. And it was different, so different than like uh, slasher films from North America. Totally agree with that. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I always I always find that fascinating is that, you know, horror taps into these very innate fears that the world shares. Mm-hmm. Any human being can relate to. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of tying back in with, you know, H.P. Lovecraft's, you know, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, we, as a majority, you know, there, are the 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 other uh, percentages like the ones that are like crazy and insane. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we recoil at the same stuff. Right. And uh, I so yeah. You know, considering that in horror, what I love about Alien so much, you know, in that context is that there is this body horror going on and mm-hmm. a gigantic alien that that you can barely see. And when you do see it, your mind sort of imprints some kind of mental image on the, the brief glimpse that you see. Mm-hmm. But Overall, I love the the lead up to it. Mm-hmm. The lead up to the, the the face hugger coming out of the egg for me. Right. Because anyone can relate. Anyone on Earth can relate to that feeling of being one of those three, you know, people like outside that derelict spacecraft, and it's like, uh, I don't want to go in there. Yeah, I love I love love Lambert. It's just like just listen to her, turn around and leave, and you will be safe. But nobody's gonna listen to that, can (laughs) wouldn't have a movie otherwise. (laughs) And and, you know, the the first alien, I love that scene. I I just love that scene where Dallas, Lambert, and Kane Mm -hmm. are uh looking at the derelict spacecraft through their cameras mm-hmm. very ahead of its time when you watch it now you're like this this is like it's straight out of a movie that came out this year mm-hmm. yeah like it has that timeless quality to it yeah and that you know the music everything the sound the way the the way the sound was conveyed with the suit mics mm-hmm. um you know they're you know Lambert's like let's get out of here it's like yeah yeah let 
And uh, we must you know, go on. We must go on. <laughs> Got about John Hurts, just like yeah, no yeah. way, man. We're going in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, you want to go in, and 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 it eases you into the strangeness. That in and of in and of itself is scary. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the space jockey, it's clearly dead, but it's scary because it's so huge. Right. And yeah. you're like, this is strange, and. You know, it could come alive. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it, everything goes out the window at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the movie it, it just builds on itself, and I think that's the best kind of horror, just to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that everyone can relate to on a very like deep, instinctual level. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of that, that's like something I was going to mention, I guess, like you say, because like tapping into primal fears, uh, the arachnoid kind of similarities of like the alien and a spider. Like I'm, I'm an arachnophobe and the way that thing behaves like it moves, it's definitely got spiderish vibes. Mm-hmm. So it's like the spider-like qualities of that creature definitely freaked me out good. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's I look closer and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not a spider, but like, yeah. Just the fact that it has profile like the thing, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like makes it easy to make it go, wow, that thing fucking freaking up, man. <laughs> well, and and you know what's in, very interesting about that is when you look at a spider, you're repulsed by the way it looks, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It's unpleasant, but can your mind really? pinpoint exactly what it is that you're afraid it's going to do yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah. is it is it to to jump on you and bite you or you, you know it could be any number almost like this yeah almost like how the xenomorph thinks you don't know what it's gonna do really it's not necessarily gonna be violent hell sometimes they toy with people they don't kill them i mean they're but yeah, and that, that was what was smart. so brilliant. They, <laughs> yeah. layered, they layered in the rape aspect yeah. uh, in the movie where, you know, it had something down his throat and, you know, it was very grotesque. And the fact that audiences were experiencing that in 1979, that was before a lot of the stuff that we've become jaded to. We've seen, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of terrible things you know, as the years have gone by, things that mm-hmm. like sometimes can't be avoided. Like it's just reality constantly hitting you in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, but that that yeah. I mean, it's it's like what Dave was just saying though, like about how Hereditary bitch smacked him real good. Like that was like me with The Shining. Like I was a huge fan of that movie. I watched Doctor Sleep, and I'm like, there's no way they can, you know, do anything that'll even go close to anything that happened in The Shining. And then it's like. You got like Rebecca Ferguson leading this dark mass and these people are like consuming this child's life essence. And it was like, I watched the dark crystal recently and they did something like that with the little Gelfling creatures too. just literally draw the life right out of you and just nothing left but a dead husk. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Ooh, that's some heavy fucking shit, you know, like, but the way they did it in Dr. Sleep, the kid, he's pleading for his life and they're just cutting him open and just, oh, <laughs> oh my God, it was just, it's like, it's like Dave said with heredity, just, you know, it's the movie just 
ticked all the boxes and blew mm-hmm. my head right off with how crazy shit was. Like, yeah, just, it was spooky. Like, there was some literally scary shit. Like, I mean, the original Shining was a little more psychological. Doctor mm-hmm. Sleep, Doctor Sleep has some moments of overt horror that are like, wow. Like you're just shock value is high in some of those moments. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's great when horror movies can hit that fever pitch. And I mean, like Devin said, alien in 79, you know, it was something like you see the meme that goes around even with the audience members and they're like, you know, half of their, well, maybe even 70% of those people sitting in that and it's just blown away. Mm-hmm. Looks on their faces like, what the fuck am I watching here? <laughs> yeah. <know>? Once the <laughs> movie gets ramped up in the second and third acts, it's like, yeah, it's pretty wild. You know, I mean, by the time you get to the end of it, like, I mean, I like watching it, you know, like close circuit, quiet place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end and she's just running and it's like, and there's smoke in her face. And mm-hmm. you are like freaked because you don't know where the fuck it is because she's ran back and forth a couple times went to get her cat tried to save her friends now mm-hmm. she's running to the shuttle and like it gets on top of you fast like the claustrophobia of it like and then it turns up in the hallway or whatever and like she gets on that shuttle and she goes to lay down and like the hand comes out and like mm-hmm. i know that's gonna happen yeah but the movie's so well composed that you sit there waiting for it to happen and you're like i know it's gonna happen here i mean, my hands pop. yeah i know and you're like late at night or something you're just chilling mm-hmm. oh, yeah i got this i, I know what happens here and the hand <laughs> goes out and you're just like oh god so good <laughs> like the part where she's sitting in the chair singing both five or six minutes later my lucky star and she turns and it's right there in the mm-hmm. peripheral of the helmet and you're just like boom and if i can hit the button jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, it's too bad it's betrayed by the effects of like the alien falling out the hatch after they kind of betray the scene a little bit, you know, because like everybody, you know, I've seen lots of knocks on it, you know, man in a suit dangling. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, at the same time, just the buildup, you don't even notice you're so like emotionally blown out by the time Mm -hmm. she hits the button and it turns around and it's like, and then she like shoots it with the harpoon too like the whole intensity of the moment's just right up there because like yeah the thing bagged everybody else that got close to so i mean Mm -hmm. she actually made it (laughs) yeah yeah there's something about going you know another thing about alien is just that this element of mystery in horror films that is so i think that's what draws me in because in so many horror films that i enjoy it's the it's this mysterious creature or entity or sometimes you can't sometimes you see it sometimes you can't see it or you don't see it till the end um but it's just this the the mystery of this unknown a thing that should be scary and something that should cause the flight response but to me i just can't it, but if it's done well i just can't take my eyes off of it like i have to go i have to I have to see this. I have to delve more into this. It's like seeing the the space jockey and that whole, that whole buildup, even just the scene where they're just landing on the planet and then going out to this mysterious, you know, LV 426. And then they go in this, you know, derelict ship. And you know, that, that whole, it's just like this constant buildup of mystery, but you just feel this dread too. But, and 
you know, there's a part of you that's like Lambert that wants to turn away, but then there's the other part that's like Kane, you know, and that's usually a part that kind of overpowers the other for me. It's like, I know I want to see this. I, I can't look away. I have to stay focused. Um, and that's just, you know, one of the great things about Alien. The other thing about Alien was, and something that H.R. Giger really played upon with his, his design was this whole kind of twisted sexual aspect of the creature that I hadn't really, I didn't haven't really seen that before in like a, in a yeah, movie. You the know? psychosexual angle. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. gonna say, man, yeah, it's like the whole thing, like like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's just mm-hmm. it, it rapes humans, not men mm-hmm. or women, humans. Mm-hmm. It's like alien is alien is gender equal. It's like, man, you're equal opportunity. I'll use both of you as an egg sack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing too. The alien uh, movies did is a lot of the, you know, the awful scenes were, it was were against us. They were against men, which was mm-hmm. un, uh, you know, uncommon at the time. Like the pregnancy oh, yeah. stuff was with, with you know with with Kane. It was all, it was all with us. It was all because they they flipped. They completely flipped how the horror genre was done. Mm-hmm. Well, it was all. It was so. Yeah, like the way the way that the movie saying, the way the movie yeah. plays out, like up till when Dallas dies, <coughs> you probably like originally walked into that movie thinking, "Oh, the guy from Mash is in this one. He probably kills the thing in the end." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't what happened. I love yeah. it broke <laughs> yep. with convention there. Like, yep. mm-hmm. actually, no, Scarrett got clowned in the vents halfway through the movie. He didn't make it to the end at all. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they could have went even crazier, crazier with the progressive concepts. I mean, have Yafit Koto bagged the thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, could have been like that. You never know. I mean, yeah, that's like, hate rest in peace, too, by the way. Yeah, recently, uh, it's like, I think that was like recent there. Like, I think his mm-hmm. date of passing just went by. Yafit mm-hmm. was great in that film. I love the way he adds tension to like what's basically just a straightforward run away from the creature moment and then it turns into this terse standoff Mm -hmm. and my god that's really awesome acting from him in that sequence there it's pretty neat because then like you know then they make peace and then him and lambert go off to die and that's cool the way the thing sneaks up on them there yeah i guess there's some sequence they cut where like crab walked or something but Mm -hmm. i guess you know some people just it didn't work so well for some people. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. neat, though. They did use that. Uh, I think it was like footage of Harry Dean's leg when the creature goes to attack him with his tail. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of they clipped that in there and they put it in and they made it look like like Lambert got ganked ugly. Like that's a right. horror. Mo- that was that's true horror. Like that is mm-hmm. such an effective like speaking in the terms of horror tropes right there. Very effective way they play that scene. It's all off camera. Mm-hmm. bunch of loud screaming and i mean veronica cartwright must have just railed on that microphone because like it's horrifying yeah like, i really am scared i i i want to i want to see what happens but i don't want to see what happens right and that's that's a good moment of pure horror right there like you know and her running yeah. just, oh, 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 and you're mm-hmm. just like jesus christ this <laughs> is tense <laughs> good movie definitely yeah no, I, yeah, that scene specifically is one of, even as you're talking about it, I'm just like, 
getting tense because I just remember <laughs> yeah. that scene. It's just every time I watch it, it just terrifies me because you you kind of you don't know what's happening to her, but you kind of do. Oh, and yeah. you're you're just in this well, you whole got the aftermath. Aspect. You got the aftermath behind you. And mm-hmm. I could not help but delve into that scene a bit. because Yeah. You see what's at, what happened after, and it, mm-hmm. it looks bad enough. Bad right. Enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I thought this is an interesting quote from Dan O'Bannon, who who wrote Alien. He said, uh, "I'm going to put in every image I can't I can think of to make the men in the audience cross their legs. Homosexual, <laughs> oral, oral rape, birth. The thing lays its eggs down your throat. The whole number, <laughs> like." Like his his point is that he wanted to make this very overt and intentional to make, you know, not only just people in general, but men specifically to get very uncomfortable watching this movie. And, and it does. It makes here. me. Yeah. Yeah. And and you feel it. And it's it's just so effectively done. And I just there's probably I I'm probably. I don't know if there's films that did it before, but I'm sure there's like written stories. Maybe there's Lovecraft stories that kind of had that element as well. Actually, Lovecraft did influence Giger a lot with his with his designs, and he even Giger even said that Lovecraft was one of his greatest in, uh, inspirations. But yeah, it's just yeah that whole aspect of it, just the the kind of psychosexual aspect. It's like it is a whole is a new element that hadn't really been seen before, and I think. And ever since then, though, you know, a lot of movies started playing upon that and, oh, yeah. to, you know, you know, to varying effect. But, uh, you know, there's a lot. Roger Corman. Yeah, oh, Roger my Corman. God. Yeah. Just cashed in with the cheapest, <laughs> lowest rubber monsters. He mm-hmm. could. It, it, yeah. it comes from within, but it's not very well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why yeah. all the knockoffs failed because yeah. they were taking the wrong things away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no doubt. Like, oh yeah, this was successful because there was stuff exploding out of people's chests and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, well, it's uh, aliens running around. Well, what Ryan was just saying there, like uh, the nobody is safe principle of the alien universe, like Alien Three gets a lot of shit for like that principle, that concept that oh my god, they killed off. You know, Hicks and Newt, that's not fair. I don't like that. And it's like, but the fact that nobody's in a safe zone in these movies makes it just that much more intense. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's fair game. Everybody's a, everybody's a potential victim. Children, men, women, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This universe is an indiscriminate place. These creatures cause, you know, sheer pandemonium and they don't yeah. care who gets killed in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even the the quote unquote heroes of the films are, you know, they're fair game to get just knocked off for whatever reason. It just kind of Alien Three kind of played upon that dread that Ripley was. It, it was just a this overarching theme just for her, like her character arc. Yeah, the uh, horror, even, the horror of isolation, being mm-hmm. in this prison where like she's in a dangerous place because these guys are not on the level per se i guess right but then but you see by the end of the movie that whatever you know like she says herself you know swearing like a soccer coach you know like Mm -hmm. she just pounds on these guys egos listen i know how to survive these fucking terrifying things Mm -hmm. like you know i've survived a whole colony of them so listen to me and we might make it you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Morris, Morris is just like, fuck off. And it's like, <laughs> surprisingly, he's the one who lives. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even going back, yeah, with Alien, you know, Parker, he was he was being, you know, it seemed in that moment he was doing, you know, trying to do the heroic thing, but then the way that the alien, the Xeno just dispatches him and Lambert, and you just see the aftermath, you hear what happened to Lambert, and then you see the aftermath that just that just amps up the dread even more. And then you feel like Ripley has no chance. Like she's just, there's just no way she's going to get out of this alive. And that's, that's something that I think, you know, I think it's kind of innate in us, you know, that, you know, I think there can be a feeling like, you know, in, in certain situations or something with it, that ultimately we we're not getting out of this alive. You know, we're all going to be, reaching our our end in some way and it's just uh you know i think horror films kind of you know can play upon that in in a, oh, yeah. in a sense mm-hmm. that was uh that was uh what was it recently there like uh i've never been a big fan of Kristen stewart but underwater was cool because she just mm-hmm. like broke trope at the end of the movie she actually ended great up- movie dying mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. died at the end of that film i mean spoiler alert spoiler. to anybody here right but i mean she dies at the end of that movie and the way that it does that is a really smart decision like, it mm-hmm. really works well for the movie because mm-hmm. if she was like the victorious roman hero coming back to the city to get cheered by society you know that would have been lame because mm-hmm. like the way it plays out it's much more interesting because it's mm-hmm. like the horror of this thing getting out of the water and getting to the surface would just be, yeah. you know, so bad. And it's like, it was great. Like I liked that. And it was funny because it worked for me where like, uh, what the heck was it? A movie I seen a few years back, we were talking about Rebecca Ferguson earlier, her and Jake Glycol Glycol or whatever there. Mm-hmm. And Jill. it was, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible with that name. Yeah, so like life, it just did yeah, that movie didn't work for me at all. Yeah, movie was you all get, right. You get to the ending and it's like it's like, oh yeah, let me guess the wrong space pod went into space. No, and it was just like it was so cheesy. I was just like deflated at that. I'm like, and I was blown away that that Stewart movie actually set me back like i was like oh wow that was pretty mm-hmm. good you know mm-hmm. i thought that she sucked you know? <laughs> yeah because yeah. i mean yeah. i watched i watched the snow white movie and and i i hated the first one it was so pants mm-hmm. and then i watched the second one and it's like wow get rid of her put emily blunt in her place and this isn't such a bad movie universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she actually did a really good job in underwater and as a horror movie, actually, just to go back into this being part of this genre, it was actually pretty effective. Like the mm-hmm. creature, the way they use darkness, like you say, fear of the unknown again. Here we are again with that that Lovecraft universal theme that fits horror so well. But like it's just teeth and creatures off in the distance in the dark water and the murkiness of that water gives you that sense of like you don't know which angle it's coming at them from. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's just it's good that way. Like and you know, that's kind of the, the same way with the alien. Like, you just don't know what to expect from it. Like, it's in the vent system. Where is it? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. No, it's behind you. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, jazz hands. You're done, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. under, Underwater was a very well done alien type movie. Mm-hmm. It was between the sets 
the sound. It was very, very, very well done. Very, very polished. And it's good to see getting some love when it hit the hit the home viewing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I see a lot of people watching it and saying they liked it. And it's like it, basically it is really good because it's like it's like the premise of Deep Star Six, but done with some real money. Yeah. Because yeah. Deep, uh, Deep Star Six was a uh, dog ass movie for me. There's a Wayland hash on I think of the captain I think has you could um yeah so it has a little 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 nice little alien nod there. Oh yeah. Yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of reminded me of that Peter Weller movie Leviathan same kind of vibes ancient creature released dangerous mm-hmm. but much better much mm-hmm. better yeah like it's just underwater was just more, <laughs> it was better written than those movies back then like even the abyss like I mean I like Cameron's movies the abyss Actually, the director's cut's pretty decent, but it, it was not the film people expected. Like, I haven't people, watched that movie in ages. People thought yeah. it was gonna be. People thought it would be more like those other two movies, but it it was actually more about alien contact. I think is what the real deal is in that movie when you get down to it. Watching, because mm-hmm. yeah. I remember watching it originally and I thought it was a underwater horror film, and I'm like, no, this isn't. This is like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, meets Sequest DSP or something, you know, like <laughs> underwater secret super base that just could not even possibly exist in the 80s. <laughs> but it was a cool idea. I mean, I, you know, full power to Cameron on that. I mm-hmm. mean, he was very fascinated with water. I mean, he became so obsessed. He was exploring the Titanic or whatever mm-hmm. after that. But I mean, you know, yeah, those underwater films. Yeah. Like Dave said, you know. Underwater did it the best because it actually had a sense of claustrophobia. True fear generated mm-hmm. by using the dark water to just hide the monster. Like, less is more. The right. Alien franchise has lost track with that lately, too. You know, Alien Covenant, I, I don't mind the movie, but having it bounding around in the daylight. Whoa, super cinema sin going on here. <laughs> That's your rule, Ridley. Less <laughs> is more. Use the shadows. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like it hanging in chains and just dropping down on Brett. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's effective. Like it works. Yeah, well. I thought Coven had Covenant had a very effective sequence from the time that guy he went. He says he got to take a piss, but he's going smoking and he steps on the spore and it goes in yeah. his ear. And then yeah. like he just like wipes his ear and like and I'm thinking I'm there in the audience thinking, oh, OK, so what what just happened but then you see him like he's starting to slowly devolve or not devolve it's like get more sick and and the and the music in that scene just like the physical decay between him and the security guard Mm -hmm. who's also decaying at the same time yeah like it's it's pulse pounding Mm -hmm. and and the music keeps hammering you and like kurzel's soundtrack yeah film is amazing it really pulls Mm -hmm. me in <laughs> yeah, I don't even know the, what instrument that was, but it just that just stuck in my mind. Like, and then, uh, yeah, that, that that whole sequence was just like this great, like it's total mystery, like because we oh, never yeah. really seen. Well, Prometheus had some like body horror elements, but then yeah, and then Covenant, like like what's happening to these guys? Like, and then you know he gets on the operation table, and then this thing bursts out of his back, just mass like gore. And then yeah. the other guy gets the mouth burster, just like it, it was just. Uh, and then I, I don't know, like, yeah, this whole thing with the music, everything was just this buildup of dread. And, you know, and um, you're so you're so right, though, you know? because 
uh, the tension is dropped by the flare going up. Right. It, it just what happened there. I did not like what happened right there. It drove me nuts. I thought I was getting mm-hmm. something like, uh, have you ever seen the ghost in the darkness where they're in the burning field mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and then the lions mm-hmm. are stalking them? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that. I thought it'd be like those two things out in the field stalking him and knocking him off one by mm-hmm. one. You know, don't don't have David eight walk up and do that. That was so. Oh, like you say, the tension just mm-hmm. come with me. You'll be safe with the English guy. It's like <laughs> okay, yep, whatever. Yeah, hi David. I remember you from the other movie. Like just. How about yeah. have them be afraid running for their lives? They find him in the city. Mm-hmm. Just why did he have to come get him? It was so lame. Like, so, don't follow yeah. him. Don't do what he says. Like, it just, I don't know, felt kind of lame. Like, he's just, come with me, children. You know, just like, eh. yeah. <laughs> come with we, me we, if you want to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, we we could talk a lot a lot about where the writing went after he he shot the flare up, but uh, <laughs> we'll avoid that for now. Because, but yeah, but then the, the whole build up, even um, the part that that I always think of in that scene is uh, is Walter's reaction, where he doesn't really have a reaction; he's just kind of watching like all this horror horror going on around him, and he's just like, hmm, like this is really interesting i wasn't expecting this but it's almost (laughs) like we're in the audience like totally like mouth wide open like what is going on he's just like hmm and then this thing like chops off his hand and like he's he just kind of like doesn't know what to do it's almost uh yeah um, he he echoed hendrickson great there like Mm -hmm. hendrickson was the same way in aliens where it's just this separated a bit from what's happening because like his audiences too yeah we're kind of separated from it you know yeah Uh, and it's like it's neat because the synthetic they have a different stake in it because the things don't really want to get them ever mm -hmm. it's just an obstacle to push out of the way to get to the warm meat sack behind them (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's neat how they do that because like bishop's kind of the same way he's watching the queen fight ripley and he just doesn't even know what to make of what he's Mm -hmm. because he's just like I hope the human wins because I'm affectionate for it. But yeah, <laughs> I love how people are like, ah, they don't care. It's like, I think that's the joke though, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to care, but by mission of action, people aren't supposed to get hurt. So that's a form of computer compassion then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're technically, you're programmed to care in a way. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah. the same thing that pops up in Blade Runner when they talk about the hologram girl. Well, you know, she's programmed to care, so technically she has feelings. Mm-hmm. It's like, but yeah. you get into neat questions with AI like that, but AI isn't really a horror topic, so we'll just drop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it can be. I mean, if you think of the first Terminator oh, yeah. fi- film, I mean, that's that's pretty horrifying. I mean, that's a that's a genuine slasher movie. Demon uh, seed, with, man. Know, uh, the computer's trying to impregnate that girl, man. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cheesy yeah. movie, but it's still, like you say, killer computer, man. <laughs> what was the name of that one? It's Demon Seed, I think, is the name. Oh, that's that what I was trying to. Yeah, I was looking old around. Old school. Old trying, school. Yeah. That is very old school. Uh, that's like Saturn, I think Saturn 3. Same thing, killer robot on a station around. Maybe the I'll yeah. Put that in my yeah. Tinder bio. Demon Seed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Demon's laughs> <feet. laughs> 
Oh God, cheeseburgers! I can't remember. Fairly noteworthy actress was in that one. I can't remember who it is. I mean, I I don't have my computer running for that right now. It was an early '80s one called Inseminoid too. That was a big oh like, alien oh, ripoff. That's an alien um, ripoff. Dude. Yeah, we're just talking alien ripoff. Oh, the name just makes me want to find it so much, but Jeez. I haven't. It's it's one of those ones. What is that's the like, name? She's called Seminoid. Seminoid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what is it? I got That's... I got I got the Roger Corbin knockoffs in my hard drive somewhere. What is it? Uh I think it's Planet of Terror. And what's the other one? I think is called Creature. And they're both just my god, terrible mm. man. Like I think Creature has this alien in it, but it's like oversized like it looks like it looks like if you would see the alien in a parody movie in like mm-hmm. a parody costume with like an oversized head with too big of a mouth with too many <laughs> teeth and just it, it looks like it's aping Giger but it's doing it badly right <laughs> yeah and it was funny too because it's yeah. like I think it comes from a facehugger creature and it's basically like they they like had this little jellyfish rubber jellyfish thing and they just pulled it on a string to smack mm-hmm. the actor in the face yeah. And yeah. that was the face sucker jumping on him. And it was like a cheap, quick mm. cutaway. And then he's got it on his face after that. And it was just like, oh, man, so bad. Yeah. Budget alien to the nines. Oh, man. Yeah. But it, imitators are to be expected. It's a, you know, alien's a good movie. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. have, you, have you guys seen the movie Extro? I've oh, heard yeah. of it. I've heard of it. No. I watched. I watched the cheesy sequel, Extra Two. Jan Michael oh, Vincent. Oh my lord! Jan Michael Vincent. Was what have half, I been missing? Jan Michael Vincent was half <laughs> not missing. Never missed anything. <laughs> the airwolf. The airwolf guy, man. He is dead drunk for most of the airwolf sequel. reference. What is going on here? <laughs> oh yeah, like it was Extra Extra Two. It's like it's like basically a straight hey. knock, straight knockoff of Aliens. They mm-hmm. uh, open a dimensional <laughs> portal. And then they bring, mm-hmm. and then they send this team through. And they bring back one of their team members. It's really weird. And they put her away in the infirmary, and then hey, creature, when that happens, <laughs> and and they put her away in the infirmary, and a creature bursts out of her. And then it's basically like aliens from there on in, mm-hmm. just like it takes over the facility. And my Jan Michael Vincent's got to take care of business. <laughs> Half cut. <laughs> He's like. You better go back to the dimension you came from. <laughs> He's got some big gun. It's ridiculous looking. It was oh, like man. a steady cam, like similar to the smart gun, but really, really badly built. And yeah. then they like they like kind of like post-production, they put in like gunfire or something, like some sort of laser weapon thing or something. He uses it to saw the alien in half at the end. It's like, then he blows up the portal machine and saves the day. And it's just like, good. Now he can get back in his experimental helicopter and go back to his show. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, yeah, I was just, and I think the original, like Devin's talking about, was a lot different, surprisingly. It was way more of a body horror film. Mm-hmm. Like he could probably talk about it here himself, and because I never seen it, I just remember reading about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the the surprising thing about Extra is um, it on its surface, it's easy to dismiss it as some kind of alien knockoff, and it does share some elements with mm-hmm. you know Alien, but it, it it's actually pretty clever and in a lot of ways very disturbing. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of disturbing scenes in uh just like me. Some, yeah. 
<laughs> some idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Go I was on. thinking to myself, I was sitting, I was like, yeah, this is very Dave Gogol. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot more interesting than one would think. You know, it yeah, doesn't for its own idea. Ending list. Yeah. Well, so, it's like um, yeah, it, it's like a freaked out body horror. It's like that, like it's like a alien abduction thing, but with a body horror spin to it. Like mm-hmm. this kid's dad comes back years later after he disappeared, but he ain't quite the same anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Think like think like the astronaut's wife, but like gone to hell and really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like just crazy, man. Like I read Whoa. about it because I mean I read about it and I, I like the sequel was pants. Yeah. And reading about the original, it was like, oh wow, this is actually like um uh like in horror circles, I guess it's like you know, Devin said it's a bit of a it's an oddity, but it's it's something like it's got something there in terms of mm-hmm. horror. It's yeah. definitely different. That's for sure. Well, yeah. one of the one of the more disturbing scenes was, uh, you know, the dad. He has his son. He's like, it's like gotta be ten or something, maybe a little younger than that. I'm not sure, but he like proceeds to like put his mouth on his neck, and it's like he's sucking on his neck or something, mm-hmm. and it's super fucking creepy <laughs> but, like, but you're like wow this is uh this this goes beyond alien i'm mm-hmm. like yeah I, there's nothing of this in alien so, so they're kind of going down their own little path yeah here. but yeah uh you know there are things coming out of people but in a way that isn't like i guess it's a little closer to home a little more i guess uh not not a lot of finesse Oh. Um but it's it's very it's a very surprising movie overall. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I well think... that's like I mean for me the thing was actually something that really caught my attention. Like uh my brother was more of a fan of that movie before I was, but seeing Rob Botine's work and just and then the level of paranoia and you know, like sequences like that part with the dogs in the kennel, like just like, you know, like mm-hmm. Car- Carpenter's movie was something like, I mean, I don't mind Halloween, but like, if I'm going to talk about movies that his that I thought were the best, it's mm-hmm. always going to be the thing that remake. Yeah. It was a re it was a remake of an original, the original. I mean, it, it isn't, it's nothing on what the work that Carpenter and Botine put out together there. Right. Had. Like the visuals and stuff, it, it puts it on par with alien. It is horrifying. I, completely appreciate the thing and fans of it because like it's you know it's that same kind of thing that loss of control of your body like Mm -hmm. like you even see it with characters in the thing where it's terrifying it's similar to alien where it'd be like the creature activates inside the cells of them and part Mm -hmm. of their body starts doing something right they're watching it happen and it is it's on the same wavelength as kane watching the creature emerge from himself and him just going oh like it's that same level of freaked out shit where like mm-hmm. these people who have the creature emerging from their own bodies and they're still a conscious stock attached mm-hmm. to this thing and they're like ah, help! <laughs> and it's just like oh fuck yeah this that like that's it's like i said earlier in the discussion just one of them holy fuck what the fuck just happened moments you know <laughs> like and just yeah. you know hats off to carpenter there like i mean 
something yeah. else in terms of a body horror moment. Like you see that, <gasps> like the part where the head's walking away. Fuck me. This, <laughs> that head just screw legs, man. <laughs> so, you know, another movie that is important to acknowledge, not really as a knockoff, but something that like precedes Alien like twice over is um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I was just thinking of oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah good call. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, the original came out 1956 mm-hmm. and, and the remake came out a year before Alien did. Or yeah. Maybe less than a year before Alien did uh, because I, I would say there were probably several months separating the two. And I, I mm-hmm. love I love that Veronica Cartwright is a strong survivor in that movie. That's so great. What a it's like such a neat flip side. Like you watch mm-hmm. that movie and you see her and you're like, that's awesome. She's gonna make it to the end. I mean, you're kind mm-hmm. of worried for her at the right at the end, because like, you yeah. know, it's getting pretty dire. I don't think there's anybody left to go to by that point. I'm, oh! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean but, but, she, but she makes it. She doesn't have this big breakdown like she does an alien. Like, she's cool. She's the one who's like, no, man, shit's going south. Let's fucking run for it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always on point with that shit in that movie. And I like that. That was yeah. cool. Like, she had a bit of a redemptive character there instead of mm-hmm. being the, the waffle or the pancake that like just, oh, I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Yes. She wasn't <laughs> that person. There was, I think there was a different person playing the paranoid in that one. Mm-hmm. yeah i think going back to like body horror um even invasion the body snatchers has has that element but that's probably the the one thing that in general uh in horror it gets to me the most and i think it's just this idea of either my body changing like it in not me just not being in control or something growing inside me or my body deteriorating with well, just that's... like you that know, dark crystal morphine. show that dark mm-hmm. crystal show i was watching recently it goes there man mm-hmm. there's these there's these spider creatures called the arathin mm-hmm. and they can deploy these little spider parasites mm-hmm. these like these things called weavers they just jump on these people's faces and it literally latches onto the side of their heads and it's like like a body horror invasion thing like it's like mm-hmm. they turn they're like a bioborg right we, we are the arathim and they just it's freaky like you say it's that loss of control thing mm-hmm. you know it's terrifying yeah. like something can invade me and take me over you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. even in the the thing remake i remember seeing i mean most of it was like cgi not not great cgi oh, but uh but there was a scene the, the the prequel right the prequel one with um mary uh uh can't believe it. i forgot the elizabeth uh, winstead i think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah mary, mary elizabeth, elizabeth winstead. Winstead. Yeah, yeah it's it's about the McGregor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, 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 it's it, yeah pretty much <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah that one's about the norwegian base it's yeah the events preceding the american right. outpost yeah yeah but there's a scene there where like a severed thing part like crawls on this guy and the guy's like freaking out and then just the the head of this thing attaches to his and he can't do anything and yeah. it's like slowly infecting him and like starts attaching his body and also his face is like you know sort of melting off into this other one and like and like i remember watching the theater like slowly 
the, like this just this there's just a, again this dread this tension like that would be awful to feel like you couldn't get away from something that's going to take over your body and like destroy you you know and um you know it's, and it's like but going back to alien i mean that's you know it doesn't like morph your body uh, although there was in the director's cut there was uh, that element of it that uh that was also pretty freaky but um well, you know what yeah. it, it feels like it's like a adaptation right like mm-hmm. it's it's a method of creating a colony population without mm-hmm. without having a matriarch right so mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of neat it just it just proved that like it goes right into what Ash talks about in the lab and just saying how this thing's just so incredibly diverse in the way that it can apply itself to like mm-hmm. living, like it can survive in space and shit like that. Like he talks about how it, you know, has a sturdy skin and blah, blah, blah. Right. So the way it's all so adaptive, like it just, when I seen that in the director's kind of was like, Oh, that's really cool. I like that mm-hmm. egg morphing. So it's like an yeah. overmorph can come from a source other than, the matriarch's egg sac or the queen yeah. or whatever right i mean it's kind of mm-hmm. neat i mean it just it just proves this thing really is the ultimate survivor it doesn't matter what habitat it gets stuck in it'll figure out a way to live it'll go dormant even if it has to it'll just leave some eggs behind and then whatever species whatever it's whatever is there and then they, they die whatever mm-hmm. those things those will seed them onwards like it's just, yeah god damn things an ominous creature man yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. parasite yeah, that looks off other races <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i don't know if i had anything more to add to that i think uh i think we've kind of hit the horror genre pretty well in terms of you know how it applies to alien and how some movies after before and afterward were able to you know some weren't tried to emulate it to not great success and others did a really good job i guess um my last question for you guys is what's uh what's a movie or movies you'd recommend to people listening that you feel ha- have done the horror genre uh, justice or have been a you know a, a good follow-up um or have, you know tried to follow up kind of the the alien the the fear the dread the mystery that you think they that was it was successful and that you think people should watch it something that maybe people haven't watched you know something that's a little bit maybe less known splice oh okay. my god that was a truly disturbing film for me. Like, <laughs> i watched it and like i you know you're in the earlier portions of the film you're not not as dialed in but then like as the nature of this genetic creation they made in a lab mm-hmm. becomes more and more apparent and what it's planning to do by the end of the movie, it gets right right into some weird territory. Poor Adrian Brody in a very awkward situation is the yeah. main point in that film. And I I was morbidly drawn to what was happening on screen. I'm like, this is fucked. And I cannot help <laughs> but find out what happens next. And I won't explain a lot of that plot, but Splice, I mean... If you like body horror, you like monster movies, mm-hmm. and things in that in that horror vein, yeah, that's that's one to watch for <laughs> sure. You will walk away with serious questions about what you saw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hearty recommendation on that one. That one is definitely a little less known, and yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> nice. 
I was going to do, um, I mean, they're not obviously lesser known, but I was going to go with Pitch Black and Event Horizon. They're kind of bigger names, but mm-hmm. those are the first two movies that, um, you know, kind of took the alien formula and, and made it work. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pitch Black with a creature feature, with an awesome anti-hero and a uh, Riddick, and then Event yeah. Horizon with the great space horror mind fuck crazy visual <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah man anderson did a good job with that i like that movie man it was really yeah good. yeah i'm not a big anderson fan but that one was that was the one exactly yeah. exactly his very one, well after done that, yeah. after a- that he kind of avp yippee it was it was the first avp it was it was an enjoyable action adventure film but i mean you expected him to bring that horror from Event Horizon into that movie. That would have been amazing. Make it spooky. Yeah. Make us bite our nails a little, man. <laughs> what the what? fuck's happening? <laughs> yeah. Once they announced it was PG thirteen, I just like threw my hands yeah, up. Exactly. Like, it's all come safe. On. It's all safe. It's a CG boxing match. You know. Like, like come on, PG thirteen, <laughs> Alien and Predator. Yeah. Like, but then Not they made the, then the sequel was even worse. And that was like a hard R. And I was like, oh, they blew it again. <laughs> they, they got the rating right, but they blew it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They dumped a bucket of blood on it and gave it to the worst directors yeah. imaginable. I mean, yeah. Anderson, Anderson should have just been given a directive to keep the horror element strong. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's moments where it is kind of scary. Like, I think it's like the, the, the camp, the whaling camp, they're getting stalked by the predators. Sort of mm. gets a little tense there for a minute or two, but mm-hmm. it's not maintained well enough. It's just too busy to get to that, you know, CG boxing match, throw them through a pillar and do a wrestling yeah. move, you know, like it's just, it's a, it's an interesting sequence, but it's yeah. not developing tension. Like there, you needed more moments like that one where buddy gets spiked through the head. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, like Dave said, Horizon, I mean, it's just, it had more of that where it was like shit snuck up and killed people. Yeah. The freakiest part of Event Horizon for me was when the video of the Event Horizon crew, like they've oh been going God, through yeah. it for a while, like oh, saying yeah. like, okay, they're normal, normal. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> I love she's watching shit. on it and she goes like, oh my God. Yeah. And like, yeah. people walk over and watch it. Yep. And it's just like this yep. sadomasochistic, yep. like, and I'm like, oh my gosh what is going yeah. on this is yeah. freaking me out i guess there's more going, of that you will somewhere. Eat eyes. yeah i mean they they lost a bunch of footage and it was a tragedy yeah. i mean yeah. I, I guess there's even a director's cut version that adds a little bit back into that but not as yeah. much as they yeah, lost the footage is gone yeah yeah studio gone, gone, fire gone. or something yeah, yeah. it's hilarious the original footage that was purported to have existed uh, that was originally shot for Event Horizon. It ended up in a fucking a Transylvanian salt mine. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's why it was I mean, so degraded. It was it, it was degraded beyond. Wow. They couldn't they couldn't use anything. The studio wanted that buried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
What better mm. place to bury it than Transylvania? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, does that exist? <laughs> Nobody's going there, man. They're scared of the He's vampires. Like, yeah. like, it's an actual place. Oh my gosh, it is. I'm going there. That's going to be where my honeymoon is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's they go to Transylvania. Event Horizon footage and an actual event horizon, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They Jesus. buried it in Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> the Dracula's castle. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's in Romania. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, province, a province of Romania. Yeah. So, hey, had do you have any recommendations besides Extro? Which I'm adding to my watch list now, <laughs> along with <laughs> along with Inseminoid and Demon Seed or, or David Seed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, I mean, I when it comes to like horror films, there's nothing I could really say or recommend that uh, that you guys haven't heard of before. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be. Well, I, as far as uh, horror goes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm retreating less into film and more into back into literature, which is interesting. You're speaking to the audience, not us. Tell them what you think they should watch. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like for me, I, I've I've really been into uh, you know Genji Ito stuff. I, I feel like that's where a lot of, as far as modern horror goes, I think that's where things should be going. And, mm -hmm. in in, in, you know, his stories are very interesting. Like in one of one story, there's a bunch of fish, uh, sea creatures that have spider, like mechanical spider legs. Mm -hmm. It's just the strangest thing. I can't really uh, um, adequately summarize it. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, very interesting stuff. It, you know, takes horror in some interesting directions while honoring what has come before. Yeah. You know, I, the, the last good movie that, good horror movie that I revisited was The Descent. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> what a great and, movie. Uh, That's I, with the people, people in the cave devolving or something like that? Or is that well, what they were? Was? It was, it was oh. a primitive humanity that, that never evolved. <laughs> mm. they yeah, stayed underground okay. they stayed in the dark yeah. and th th that is a movie that does kind of harness some alien like element yeah absolutely or it's building on itself you know there it, it starts out kind of like a normal you know spelunking adventure whatever yeah uh, but then they come across the hooks the climbing hooks that have been there before and they're like well okay well people have been here before and you know it, it gives you like a little bit of backstory leading up to the uh leading up to the carnage mm -hmm. yeah and yeah it's such a good movie such a good movie especially with its original ending as opposed yeah to the, uh, one of the most uh jarring intros too i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it's uh it doesn't begin how you expect no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent choice. Oh yeah, there was something else I was thinking of too. It's like 
a little bit different, that's for sure, in terms of horror. Uh, what is it? It's like an anime, uh, Japanese horror. It's like uh, definitely in that strong vein of like some of that weird Japanese horror for- folklore as uh, Vampire Princess Mew. That's actually a really interesting horror horror series. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, what is it? The TV show really sucks me sucked me in there really good because, I mean, there was some really interesting stuff. There's a lot of different facets of Japanese folklore explored in every episode. And it's like, because she's like this vampire princess. She's like this demon hunter. And she hunts down all these creatures, but she doesn't really have sympathy for humanity either. She's just Mm -hmm. doing her job and people are getting caught up in her doing her job. And it's like, so every episode she's facing like different, different types of demons and like, just, it's really interesting just the way that it goes into some different types of horror tropes. And you see things like, like kind of imagery, like you see, have seen in modern Japanese horror act live action like the ring and stuff like that there's stuff similar to that that's explored in this series that's really neat but it's almost like anthology anthologized the way the mm-hmm. episodes play out each one's its own story like there's this one where this guy's in love with mermaids and he wants to meet a mermaid and he's like obsessed with this supposedly it's a mermaid at the aquarium and he goes and he jumps in the tank at the end of the episode and turns out that they they eat humans and she fucking just devours him. And then the vampire princess shows up and she seals the demon up afterwards. And it, it's just, it's fucked, man. Like it's the cra- crazy dark twists in the plot like that. Like the characters, the humans that they deal with the story, sometimes they, sometimes they have happy endings. Other times, terrible endings. So I mean, it was like, it's really interesting. Definitely. And a really interesting in terms of horror, like a lot of psychological shit explored. There are some pretty wild themes. Yeah. That kind of reminds me about, in a way, of that old Twilight Zone episode um, where these aliens come and they, uh, what, they they leave a book for humanity, and it's called... To Serve it, Man. To Serve, yeah. <laughs> to Serve Man. And they think it's like going to be this amazing... Uh, once they fully translate it, it's gonna be this amazing thing, and then you they turn don't out mean, a, they don't a, mean they want to help us, they want to eat yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Out, it's a cookbook, and then they like growl these people and like throw them in, and they're all gonna get eaten. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I love all right, that Simpsons, was pretty cool. <laughs> I love when The Simpsons does it and they keep dusting the book off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, that's not what it meant, it meant this, no, it meant that, and then in the end, it turns out they were good guys. And yeah, we, yeah. We, we blew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some that yeah, that was a classic one. But uh well, yeah, thanks for those recommendations. I think a lot of people will enjoy those for sure. Um, I guess there's a before we close out, there's a few bits of news I wanted to mention that so it was just announced that uh Prey, a prequel to Predator. Uh, is going to be coming out this summer, this upcoming summer, I believe. And it's only going to be coming to Hulu, which I thought yep. was pretty surprising. Uh, it's not going to get a theatrical <laughs> release. Considering the pull the other way with Disney lately. I'd, yeah, no doubt. Eh? Mm. Uh, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to what they do with it, but I am just a little concerned that it's only going to be a street. I mean, because I think by then, I mean, I could imagine if, the pandemic was still really bad, but I can't imagine by next summer, like I think we'll be mostly, I hope we'll be mostly back to normal. So I would think it at least get like a, a joint release, like streaming and theater, but 
Yeah, you, uh, you think it's like know. those it's like those old Blu-ray DVD releases. Like just why not just do like a you know like a multi-tiered media campaign? Like mm-hmm. I mean it makes the most sense to use both platforms. Some people love theater, some people don't mind home yeah. viewing. Like I mean, everybody's got mm-hmm. a preference. So anyways, so that's coming out. That movie's get already just from the one still, it's getting a lot of a lot of uh criticism and mixed reactions and it's like come on you know i'm looking, um, I'm looking forward to it yeah yeah i mean it's, cool we haven't, we haven't seen let's, that fucking let's... trailer yet or uh yeah let's just still hope or yeah, production like, still and i got nothing but hopes for it i hope it's Jesus. way better than the last Fuck's one sake, was. people <laughs> yeah like well, let's hope Jesus. you know next movie i mean you just hope for better don't you come on it has to be yeah. better than the last one i mean that's oh exactly God, yeah. they were in the basement <laughs> man that movie was pants <laughs> <laughs> and next bit of news is for alien isolation fans there is now going to be a mobile version of the game coming out uh i don't have a release date for it in front of me but december 16th thank you that is yep, yep. right that's a almost exact about a month away so uh, i'm looking forward to that i don't play a ton of games just on my phone but that one i would give it a shot i'd probably still piss my pants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got that i got that blackout for free on alien day the other year there when they were off that was good that was that was cool. now you could be scared on the shitter i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while you're isolated you can play isolation it's really <laughs> You come full circle, people. (laughs) 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 And then last bit of news I had was that the new uh, Noah Hawley Alien series, I believe, is going to be starting shooting in March of 2022. So that is exciting. That means we're going to start seeing some stuff, um, little stills and things like that coming out as soon as March, probably April of this coming year. So I'm really excited about that. Yes. Do you guys have anything else you want to add or plug before we close out? So. Um, I would just like to say, um, I know I do this every few episodes, but we really get some great feedback from the show. It really makes uh, mm-hmm. me, us feel um, so pretty good. I get a lot of the feedback. I hope a lot of you have said it, you know, it feels like you're right there bullshitting with us. You want to crack one a pint pour some wine while you're while you're listening which is is really the feel we go for mm-hmm. we try to make it fun and it really makes me feel good hearing that because it's this type of style and movie nerd geek culture whatever has an audience uh, we try to be different and it, uh you know it's wonderful that you guys are appreciating it listening to it mm-hmm. and um you know hopefully we can keep entertaining you guys uh we have some creative stuff planned for the future and you know just keep listening yeah i second that for sure dave michael or i mean the devin michael you got anything <laughs> one of me is enough. dave can you do that again <laughs> we need more from oh, dave. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh um i do want to plug aliens uh home book one interloper uh, yes thank Connor you murdoch Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, that was a labor of love. I I know firsthand uh, that it was, and Dave knows as well. And, yes. you know, it is, it's an outstanding novel, and it a lot of thought and work 
and passion went into it. So yeah. uh, it's it's out now. So seek out Aliens Home on Facebook, and it will pop up. I'm yeah, if you're a member of any of the alien groups, he's he shared it. So um, download it, read it, enjoy it. Awesome. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll plug. Sure, I'll plug. Everybody <laughs> else is plugging. Yeah, I was just saying. No. Um. Yeah. I, I. You know. I got links to all of. You know. All our podcasts that are up on my Worlds of Tomorrow group. It's. Uh. You know. It's basically like a huge anthology of different science fiction over there. So I mean, it's got Alien and more. So I mean, if you're interested, come and check us out over at Worlds of Tomorrow, and uh, make sure you check out the Facebook group and the blog page for Xenomorphin. There's a page for the blog itself. And then we got Hivemind, which is the Facebook group we got going now. So come check us out there, fans. You want to see some more stuff, you know, latest news, memes, you know, all kinds of different stuff on our feed there for you. All right. Awesome. Well, with uh, Devin Gill, Michael Joseph Kenwell, and Dave Gogol, I'm Brian Zaid, and we will talk to you soon. Stay frosty, people. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye.